Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of J Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast covering something Star Wars. My name is Hope, and Chris is not here this week, and I know we're supposed to be starting Kenobi and talking about Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and all those like great prequel fills of that show and stuff like that, but if you are aware and you've been around our show or if you're a new listener... Chris and I record a few weeks in advance, and that's just because it gives us some leeway, like if one of us are sick, or if we're traveling, or something's going on in our lives, we have a little buffer so we can still put out the show weekly. And just through the Christmas holidays, we kind of caught up on ourselves, so we wanted to do something that helped kind of like pad out our weeks again and give us a little bit more breathing room. And I decided that I wanted to share with you guys a project I've been working on. If you guys have sat through the credits, you know that I've been doing another podcast called For Light and Dice. It is a Star Wars tabletop role-playing game. It is a real-play game, and we are using Star Wars 5th Edition. And it's a project I'm super proud of. I've really loved being a part of this crew. And I wanted to share with you the first two episodes of the second story arc that just started. So a little background. uh, For Light and Dice, uh, as I said, is a tabletop role-playing game. And we are a role-playing podcast, I should say. And our entire cast of characters are queer. We're very proud about that. And uh, it is set in the High Republic. You don't need to know anything about the High Republic era to listen. It's just a fun Star Wars romp with a group of ragtag individuals coming together for an adventure. To run through the characters right fast to give you an idea, Charles from Gold Squadron Gays plays Wen. They are our grumpy, curmudgeon Duros pilot, and they're just kind of putting up with all of our bullshit. Jess from Rupap's Padres plays Lysander. Lysander is a human, and he is Force-sensitive, and he's just a little guy going out on an adventure for the first time, and he really is enamored by the Jedi. Nathan plays Zero, and Zero has amnesia, and they came with the ship, and so they have no memories of who they were prior to us booting them up on the ship. So they are kind of discovering who they are. Colton plays a protocol droid named Ion-1N, and Ion-1N seems like they are a protocol droid, Jizz Whaler, kind of a, you know, there's nothing suspicious about them, except for they are also a mercenary, and they also know how to kill things very well, (laughs) and yeah. And then I play Gaz, and she is a Gazo, and she's an ex-retail worker, who is a bit on the run from her past, and she joined this crew to get away from some things in her past. And then our our GM is Chris from Dark Side Divas, and he is the GM, DM, Dungeon Master, Game Master, whatever you want to call it, and he's the one that's in charge of the game and, like, kind of guiding us along, or... In this case, going to Yagdul was all of our choice, and it was completely outside of Chris's realm. So to kind of give you a background of where we are in the story, uh, and sort of the big things that happened in the first story arc, uh, we all came together on the squonk and, because, for different reasons or another, and we decided to take a job, and the job was to bring an item to a hut. Well, that item killed the hut, so now we're on the run from the huts. But then we're also on the run from a group of raiders called the Nihil. And the Nihil just exploded a diner with a lot of civilians in it. And we happened to be there when we were running away from them. So now we're on the run from the huts, the Nihil, and the Republic is starting to kind of go, huh, 
who are the people on the Phantasmal Squonk and why are they doing things? And the other big thing we found out was the Phantasmal Squonk, our ship, used to belong to the Sith. And it's also part droid. So our ship is sort of sentient as well. So yeah, and that brings us to the second story arc. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Like I said, this is the first two episodes. The episodes are called The Other Ship and Traveling to Yagdul. And I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, This is for Light and Dice. I'm very proud of it. So here you are. Enjoy it. Love you guys. And we will for sure get to Kenobi next week. Kenobi does start next week, you guys. (laughs) We will be doing it. Part one is already recorded. Chris is editing it. We're here. So enjoy it. See you later. Have fun. Enjoy for Light and Dice. Love you all. Bye-bye. Nowhere to run. The crew of the Phantasmal Squonk narrowly escapes another encounter with the Nihil, traveling to the Ogdul system to discover answers related to the mysterious coordinates provided by the Squonk's nav computer. However, with half the galaxy looking for the crew, is there a place in a known universe where the crew can safely hide? What happens when the past finally catches up to them? Who else could be looking for the Phantasmal Squonk now that they have the intention of many throughout the galaxy? Hey everybody, we are here. This is another game session. I have been waiting for this moment for such a long time. Uh, but uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. It has been amazing. It's been awesome. The feedback we've been getting has been wonderful. And I'm so excited to do yet another edition of the show. We are at the beginning of our second arc. Uh, so uh, we're going to be... Well, let me take a step back. I am not in control of this game anymore. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Uh, the players have decided to go to a system that, wouldn't you know, doesn't have a whole lot of information about it. And so we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing some things that are pretty brand new. So for those of y'all that are Star Wars lore masters that are like, oh my gosh, what is going on? That is the feeling you should have because that's been my feeling for the past couple of weeks doing all the research for the show. That said, I am totally excited. Um, everybody's here right now. We're all just looking forward to what's going to happen next. Uh, let's just do a qu- real quick round of introductions just so uh, we can remind ourselves who's playing what. Though at, at this point, I think everybody knows. But let's start with, uh, well, let's start with me. I'm Chris. I'm the, dun- I'm the Dungeon Master, Game Master, whatever you want to call the role, the person that's supposed to be running the game. I'm more like a referee at this point. So that's me. Uh, Hope, what about you? Hi, I'm Hope. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Gaz, whose pronouns are also she, her, and she is a Gazo. <laughs> uh, Jess, how about you? I'm Jess. I use they, them pronouns. I play Lysander. He's a human, and he uses he, him pronouns. Awesome. Colton? Hi. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my fixing my lights uh because obviously you i need good lighting to record a podcast um well come on yeah of course yeah no obviously yeah. Uh, um i am colton uh i i i go by any pronouns and then um i i am playing ia1n who also goes by any pronouns and is everyone's favorite droid because i say so <laughs> uh charles how about you yay i'm not last today <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Charles. My pronouns are he, him. I am playing Wynn, uh, whose pronouns are he, they. Uh, 
They are the Duros pilot of the ship. Uh, I do also want to say that as a Star Wars lore person, I also went to go check for more information on the planet where we're going. And yeah, I, I got no idea either. So I don't know what's about to happen, which is quite fun for me as a Star Wars fan. I have complete faith in Chris. <laughs> Lies. That was uh, a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, Nathan. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm Nathan. I use they, them pronouns. I play Zero, uh, the other everyone's favorite droid, uh, who also uses they, them pronouns. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so... Everyone's a liar because Gonk's everyone's favorite droid. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Gonk. Sorry. Uh, we love Gonk, don't we? Um, poor, poor Gonk. Uh, so when last we left our heroes, they were flying far away uh, from a refueling station that has been left uh, asunder in a pile of flaming wreckage, and they have decided to head to Yogdul. Yes, that's the that's the system, Yagdul, uh, that uh, to discover the truth behind the strange coordinates they received from the ship's computer. They do have now more than one ship, a freighter that was once owned by the bounty hunter Whisper, and it has been say several cycles since um, we last left our heroes. They've been in hyperspace this whole time, just because flying from the outer rim. Uh, closer to the mid-rim takes a long time. So, with that said, most of y'all are checking out, have been checking out the new freighter. Uh, I did provide y'all with information on this freighter, and you've spent a significant amount of time just digging through things. Whisper had a lot of stuff. She enjoyed living luxuriously in space. Her furniture is gaudy. Uh, she has lots of reading material, magazines, and whatnot. And yes, even some other strange items that I won't go into detail right now, but I'll let y'all figure that out for yourselves. So with that said, what do y'all do? Um, when, well, when would like to lay claim uh, to the old collection of navigational maps of the core worlds. Uh, and also they will have wanted to uh, put the Sarlacc pit lava lamp in the squonk cockpit. <laughs> If there are no objections to either of these things, I'm, I'm hearing a no. No, no. no. <laughs> these are things Wynn has done, and you can presently find them seated in the cockpit uh, doing pilot things. So, um, looking at our wonderful loot list, um, Gaz is now wearing very ill-fitting, fancy Twilight clothes, who that are not made for her gazo body and has been trying on like different jewelries and putting them back um and has also taken note of all the food and stuff like that in whispers gallery because we might be making a very long trip soon so it's good to know how much food we have of everything so uh there is a device listed in uh uh our uh, loot list here. It, it says it's in the refresher called the Vac Cleaner 3000. Yes. And so uh, Zero has stumbled upon this room and this device and is going to uh, bend down and just be like, Hello? 
No. <laughs> uh, your voice reverberates. Uh, it's kind of like a uh, a a a hose uh, with a slanted tip at the end. Uh, and when you talk into it, you can hear your voice traveling and echoing through the hose. I think Zero just keeps trying to talk to it for a few minutes. Um, and uh, then just determines that it's not a sentient uh, droid like themselves. Uh, and then uh, walks away. Guys. Points her head out of, pokes her head out of Whisper's room. You know, Zero, there's lots of hats in here. Oh, I, I would, I would very much like to, to look at these hats. Come take a look, babe. Yeah, so I mean, the the hats, mind you, are for Twi'leks, so or Twi'leks, whatever however you pronounce it. Uh, so there's always going to be two holes at the top for the Lekus to move through. So you know, Zero. They're all also very flexible. They could fit, you know, heads of all shapes and sizes. Some of them are pretty gaudy, like headdresses almost. Others are pretty simple. Can I put one on Gonk? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so when Zero comes in, poor little Gonk has this like feather two-hole headdress on top of them. What do you think? Uh, Gonk says, Gonk. Stunning, Gonk. You've never looked better. Gonk. Oh, wait. Gonk has arms, doesn't he? Yes. Okay, so uh, she has put the kind of stretch the hat over the top of Gonk, so their two little arms can be in each hole. <laughs> there we go. That's that's what it looks like. Incredible. Oh I like to God. think that uh, Zero, Gaz, and Gonk do a little fashion show. Uh, little montage of just uh, wearing different outfits and, you know, 80s music playing in the background. I agree. I'm down for that. Gauze loves that and is just finds some capes and is like, Lysander, honey, there's capes in here too. <laughs> um, so two things. One, fan artists. We need art of that. We need art of Gog in a headdress like stat. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. Secondly... <laughs> Um, I don't remember what the secondly was, so never mind. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, hey, Chris, what did you just roll? Uh, uh, Gonk, Gonk was uh, rolling to make sure they can stand up straight because they're not ah. used to wearing that kind of clothing. Okay, cool. I just, just you know, I, I heard dice and I got worried. So I just, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah. No problem. I have a clarifying question. Um, really fast. I'm assuming the two ships are linked together. Uh, yes. Continue. Okay, that was my only question. Yeah, and the uh, the freight the freighter ship is the one that is currently in hyperspace uh, driving everything. Group question, actually, because Chris, you said at the beginning of this um, that we it's been a few rotations, correct? Correct. Yeah. Have we had a group choice of like when we get to Yagduel, what we're going to be doing with the two ships, or are we have we decided if like if we're gonna move everything to the Squonk or? I, I guess... don't think we've had that discussion yet. Okay, so we're still just like in play mode. Yes. Cool. Just making sure. Uh, Lysander, what about you? I'd like to thank Lysander 
is hanging out in the common room, like on one of the sofas. Um, he's seem he's like trying to read some of the magazines Whisper has, but he's still kind of processing everything that happened before, and has kind of been closed off these last couple cycles. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I have my notes to, uh, to just remind myself. Lysander, can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Oh, great. Is this about <laughs> the item I was about to ask about? There's an <laughs> item I'm looking at on this list. Mm. Ooh, um, 11? So, Lysander, the, the feeling, you keep going back to that feeling of when everyone in the diner was blown up. And you remember the screaming, the fear, and that type of uh, sudden emotion uh, kind of stays with you. Now you're able to kind of process it a little bit, but for you, it felt real. It felt like you were one of the people who were harmed and ultimately killed. And it, it's it, it it's now just a part of your memory. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... After uh, Goss is like, Lysander, there's capes! She just walks over and just kneels down beside him. What's up, Batu and Buttercup? I... You know, at the diner... I don't know how to describe that feeling I felt. It felt like... All at once I was just hit with everyone's fear, their anxiety, and suddenly there's nothing. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to stop thinking about that right now. Yeah, I get that. I've been feeling that too. I've never seen anyone die before. But a very irritating, slightly annoying Duros once told me that... You just can't blame yourself. It wasn't our fault. I... I want to believe that's true. You know, with... With the hut, I was able to kind of tell myself, well, he's a part of the huts. The huts have been doing bad things to people in the Outer Rim for, for years and years. So maybe, in some weird way, it was okay that we witnessed him die but those people at the diner were just people I know maybe part of me feels like we shouldn't have gone back to the diner I don't know what else were we supposed to do we had to refuel it it's she just takes Lysander's hand it's not your fault but it's okay if you feel like that right now and if you take as much time as you need, and well, I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm here if you need a talk. If it's three in the morning, just kick me awake. I got you. Lysander kind of squeezes her her feathery hands back. Do you want a hug? He hugs Gauze. Oh, she sits with him as long as he needs her. Oh, I think after 
this this uh, or while this hug is happening, uh, you hear a, a bit of a clanking as Zero awkwardly struts out, no longer wearing a poncho, but a long, not well-fitting sequin dress and a big feathery hat. And Gonk is right beside oh. them with their headdress and things. Um, is this is this how one wears organic fashion? <laughs> Honey, fashion's what you make it, and you look beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna say. Am I, really as they say, uh, working it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think Zero just kind of poses. Aww. <laughs> they look so gorgeous. I could not pull off that look, Zero. I I have not the legs for that. I'm sorry. You guys were hugging. Was I interrupting something? <laughs> Lysander just sits back and just like, no, everything's fine. I think you got here just in time. All right. Cool. I don't know what to do in this now. Whatever you want. Should I like, I don't know, twirl? Yes! <laughs> twirl! Do I need a roll to twirl? Uh, no, unless you want to be uh, very bombastic about it, then you can make a performance roll. Right, do a backflip! <laughs> do a flip! <laughs> I want to make a performance roll. All right, that's an eight on the die. What is my performance? Uh, performance is zero, so that's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you twirl uh, and uh, uh, don't knock into anything. So, uh, you know, and Gonk goes, Gonk. All right. Um, I don't know if this is like my look now, but, you know, for right now, it seems nice. Do you like it? Right now, but how like, movable I, it, is that? Are you in that? Oh, not very at all. I feel like my my uh, I my capacity to move has been like halved. I uh, <laughs> don't feel very comfortable in this, but you know, I guess I look good. Well, it's all about comfort. So if it want if you want it to be your look for right now, then it is. And if you don't want it to be, that's fine. That's the fun thing about looks is you can change them. I'll wear it for a little bit longer and then go change back into my poncho. It makes me feel safe. Hey, if you find <laughs> a silly hat in there, put one aside for me because I'm going to try and put it on Wynn's hat. Oh, that Wynn could use a hat. I he... think everyone could use a hat. They could. They need a hat. Indeed. I don't Wynn's... think Wynn will let you. And one end, too. One end needs a hat. Wynn's voice uh, comes over the... the ship-wide intercom. One in. Can I borrow you in the squonk cockpit, please? Yes! One moment! Uh, and IA1N puts down the uh, weapons that they were testing in the uh, cargo bay. <laughs> uh, just, you know, testing all the all the the what was it? The seven blaster rifles, the eight sets of laser pistols, not the thermal detonators, but um, just, you know, testing out the weaponry, seeing, you know, seeing how they function. And then, hey, uh, 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 one end, can you make a perception roll? Oh, yeah. The thing that I'm 
definitely good at. Yeah, sure, let me do that right now. As Colton's rolling, I have a question about the the weapons once they're done with this. Um, so, uh, because wisdom is the best stat to use as a dump stat, I used it as a dump stat, right? So I have a minus one in wisdom. Uh, so that's a nine on the roll, which means I got an eight. Okay, yeah, uh, you're you're messing around with a bunch of stuff. Uh, you manage to you do manage to notice a uh, a secret compartment that's been nestled right next to the thermal detonators opens up. I look I, I look into it. Uh, you see a data disk that's designed to be injected into a hollow projector. Where is the hollow projector? That's in the common room. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> I ate one and just sort of like floats. Floats, floats, turns, turns, puts the storage disk or the data disk into uh, somewhere safe, uh, a compartment on uh, their little body, and then floats uh, to go at, see what when needed. Okay. When is presently seated in the squawk cockpit. Uh, they have a series of, of old navigational map. Uh, data sticks on uh, the console in front of them as one in enters uh, wind turns narrows their eyes suspiciously for a moment as if they're wondering what one in was doing but then say okay so I have these navigational maps of the core worlds from Whisper's ship I'm yes. about to put them in the squonk I need you to tell the squawk, who doesn't seem to be talking to me today, very clearly what these are, so that they don't, I don't know, eject the cockpit if I try to stick random navigational data in them, yes? Understood. I will report to the computer immediately. Yay. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, I'll float off to the computer uh, and just, uh, what is it called? Splice in? Slice in? Uh, uh, slice into the system. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, real quick. Hope, you had a question about the guns? Oh, yes. Because um, last episode we had our first combat. Um, yeah. Does our ammunition from anything we fire, like, refill? Or do we have to buy more or if whisper has it can we just claim it because yeah, I... yeah you have to recharge them essentially oh now, so they're they're not like like actual like real life ammunition where it's like once i run out then i have to buy more right 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 uh, i mean you oh. can certainly buy additional cartridges which are fully charged but you can also just recharge oh cool i learned a thing thank you I am assuming because several days have passed, I put about a week in my personal notes, um, that a long rest has occurred, and this might be a good opportunity for people who are learning along with us with TTRPGs to maybe find out what a short and long rest is. Chris, if you want to you briefly explain what that is, since I'm assuming we just had a long rest and what that means for our characters. Yeah, so this is kind of an inside joke I have with uh, this particular part of the rules. So in 5th edition uh, systems, a short rest is where your character does nothing for an hour, and you can basically heal yourself 
uh, a certain amount based on how many, what are called hit die. So a hit die is basically your level. Um, and each, each type of class has a particular type of hit die. Most of them are either going to be a D8 or a D10. So if you take a short rest in your second level, you can roll up to two of those dice to heal yourself. It's a nice way to get some hit points back, especially if you're using a setting where there's no such thing as like healing potions or clerics or stuff so, and stuff like that, which is Star Wars. A long rest is where your character gets uh, many hours of in, uninterrupted uh, rest. And it depends on the species. Some species require you to have a full eight hours of sleep. Other species is a lot less than that. Droids are kind of all over the place. They just need to recharge. But ultimately, you can uh, fully uh, restore all of your hit points and reset all of your class features uh, that are basically like, you know, you can use this once per day, once per hour, etc. The joke is, is that, at least I do this in my D&D games, the joke is if like you get your arm cut off or you get like third degree burns, a long rest mysteriously heals everything. So your arm goes back and all that kind of stuff. In the Star Wars system, there are alternative rules because, you know, characters have a habit of having limbs cut off and never regrowing back. So uh, there are some alternative rules for the 5th edition Star Wars setting, which, you know, we may or may not be getting into. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the difference between the two. And yes, your characters have had several long rests. So you're, you know, at least physically, you're fine. Emotionally, that's different. Excellent. The, the The reason I ask is because one of the discoveries I took in Level Up um, has to do with resting and the period thereof. Mm, nice. Uh, do you uh, uh, take less time to uh, recover? Is that what it yes. is? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, without going into too much detail, when now, um, when can operate like a college student? <laughs> <laughs> On very little sleep and a lot of coffee. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, one in, uh, if you go down to the uh, ship, uh, the Squonk's computer system where you've interfaced with it before, uh, you have these uh, sets of sheets of paper that have navigational charts written all over them. It's heavily scribbled upon. There's lots of notes taken upon them, and um, as soon as you interface back with the uh, the computer, uh, the Squonk turns red again. The light's kind of dim, but it only happens in the squawk, by the way. So if you're in the freighter ship, you don't notice anything's going on. Okay, so you are awake. Great. The the ship says what? <laughs> Just stud with me. Um, we are about to add some information to the navigational systems that has been updated around the core worlds. Ready to receive data. Understood. Uh, and then, do I have the data, or is that a is that a win thing, or? Well, you could probably just scan in the pieces of paper. Okay. Then, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had thought it was on uh, it was on data cards, but yeah, if it's if it's just on paper, then yes, the papers were in a stack, and when handed them to one in prior to one in going in. Yeah, yeah, I go to the I go to the fax machine, put the put the stack in the the thing and just press the button and I also just... do I do want to shout out, you know, this is an audio only medium. Uh but Nathan has a recording booth and when the squonk lights turned red, Nathan literally flicked the lights on their recording booth red, which is fantastic. It I looks love it. so cool right now. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, so squawk the the squawk is you can tell it's it's trying to digest all of this data, and it says update original squawk navigational systems totally out of date new information processed understood we are working to get more data updated for navigational systems around the galaxy query what is current condition of jedi temple on coruscant unknown acknowledged well, would, I, I, I don't think one end would really care because one end's never been contracted to kill a Jedi before so like I don't think yeah I, I, I don't think one end knows about that one end doesn't care so yeah right okay um so if the no more if the computer doesn't need anything else I will uh, uh unslice I will okay. yeah, de-slice you, dis you disconnect from it and the the squawk returns back to normal Nice talking to you too. Wen says at the lights in the cockpit. I'm I'm gonna do something very nice for Win. Actually, I'm gonna reconnect to the computer because I just thought of this. Um, question: Can you change the language settings in the cockpit? Yes. Please change it to Galactic Basic. No. <laughs> Please change it to Duros. Can you make a persuasion roll? I can, yeah. I just like how Amazing. it's like, no, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> With uh, plus one, that is a 17. Uh, it will update all of the user interface language to Duros. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And then I'll I'll desplice and uh, head back up to the cockpit. Yeah, so so when you're like looking around and all of a sudden you could read everything. So when one in enters the cockpit, uh, they find one in uh, they find Win standing, uh, iced coffee, iced calf in one hand, poking at the the monitor, and when one in enters, uh, they turn around. So, did you do this? I did. Huh. I thought since I am in charge of my own ship now, I would not be able to translate for you. Wynn kind of takes a moment <laughs> as if they want to comment on something there, and Jin just say, That is a very tactically astute decision for which you have my appreciation. Thank you. Tactics are a speciality of mine. Were the navigational charts able to be updated? Yes. Excellent. How old were the old ones in the squonk? As old as the squonk. Ooh. Presumably. It is a miracle we made it anywhere at all. <laughs> yes, I'm beginning to get that as the overall theme of this particular journey. On another note, would you please accompany me to the 
Uh, what was Whisper's ship's name? Or does it have one? Uh, she never gave it a name. She probably called it Whisper after her. Okay. Um, yeah. hmm. In that case... Would one inconceivably have renamed the ship? Yes. Yeah, no, that's I'm, that's what I'm trying to... Uh... <laughs> um, oh, God, what was... Hold on, I need to open Wikipedia. I feel like twi- uh, 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 badass Twi'leks in the High Republic will name ships after them. I would say that's probably accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As much as we all, like, debated over who was captain, it's probably good we don't have a group meeting about naming the second ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you please follow me to the 1N2000? <laughs> Not the 1N2000. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, Charles, it is named after the IG-88 ship from Legends. I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Now all I need to do is put a copy of one end's consciousness into Uh, the computer of the IG-2000 and it will be perfect. Don't don't spoil the end of the campaign where it turns out one end is the Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, wow, sorry, I forgot wow. I forgot the, the listeners were keyed into that uh story bit story beat. Uh, that yeah, that was a thing in legend. Uh Wynn just kind of stands there for a moment at the revelation of the name and then just sort of exhales, decides this is not a battle that they particularly want to fight, and goes, Alright, let's go do another of our wonderful, exciting definitely not unhinged team meetings and as they exit the cockpit uh they turn and look at the monitors updating to Doris again kind of smile to themselves as if yes things are finally going my way for once and then exit the cockpit The crew of the Phantasmal Squonk were not the only ones who have a new ship. Captain Thess, settling in in his new Star Speeder 500, takes control of the ship while overlooking the dossier provided to him by Lorna D. He knows the name of every crew member, and for what information he has on some of them, he knows their background. This, uh, is personal now. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was the end of the first episode, The Other Ship. And here is the second episode of the second story arc, Traveling to Yagdul. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away.
everybody. Thank you for listening to yet another edition of For Light and Dice. We rejoin our heroes as they travel to Yagdul. But what surprises will they find when they get there? Let's find out. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna follow along and then uh, lead Win to the common room where I'm assuming everyone still is. Having a fashion show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so you, uh, everybody is gathered in the commonplace. Just a quick reminder, there are gaming tables. There is the hollow projector right there where you can watch HoloNet uh, media. And also that's used as like, you know, you can stick it into the computer system, use it as a nav map system and a communication system, etc. When they walk in, uh, Goss just clapping like, work it, gonk, work it, gonk. Come on, zero strut. Yeah, strut. Just like that. When? Don't they look amazing? I don't know what I expected when I walked in here. I have something for you, Wen. <sighs> and she just reaches down to a box and slowly pulls out what looks to be a Lothrat hat. It's something that a child would put on their head with mouse ears on it and holds it up. This one's for you. Wear it. Wynn inhales very deeply, exhales through the Duros nose slits. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is very funny. It's Duros having a moment, we're going to support them. Put the hat on your head. Wynn inhales a second time. And Lysander's really sad and we need to make him feel better. Put the hat on your head. Who cares about what in? <laughs> uh, me, for one. <laughs> oh, I have a lovely sash for you that says Captain of the World. I accept. All right, here you go. <laughs> Wynn looks, looks directly at Gauze. I will wear the hat for two minutes. Three. Two minutes and 30 seconds. Two minutes and 45 seconds. Two <laughs> minutes, 35 seconds, and I will flick one of the ears roughly a minute in. Agreed. <laughs> when uh, takes the, the Loth uh, cat hat and places it on their head, it is... Slightly small for a large Duro's head, uh, and thus sort of hangs, sits on the top of it with quite a great deal of Duro's in between uh, Wynne's face and the hat. She just leans in. You look like an idiot. Lysander, honey, look at Wynne! Doesn't, don't they look so good? <laughs> they look great! Lysander just staring at Wynne like, oh, oh no. Oh. And remains completely emotionless during this exchange. <laughs> I have new information. And, bef and what before is this information? I, before I put the sash on you, is it going to kill us? I do not believe so. Okay, here's your sash, honey. <laughs> she just puts it around one end. I am never taking this off. Um, I can't wait for us to get the Yagdul. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong at all, ever. It's fine. Um, 
what uh, IA1N pulls out the uh, data disk from wherever it has been stored. I found this in a hidden compartment in the armory. Well, that's exciting. Wen says as they flick their ear roughly one minute in as agreed. Lysander covers his mouth because he's trying not to <laughs> fucking laugh out loud. Gosh just looks at Wen and go and the just mouths good. <laughs> anyway, one end. I believe we should play it and see what is on it. I yeah, okay. Yeah, might as well. Fantastic. Have you checked it? Make sure it's not, like, secretly a bomb. She was very bomb-loving. She had one bomb. Have you seen the machine shop? There's, like, there a bunch are... of... Yeah, there are a lot of bombs. I've been avoiding it because one inn has been in there, and one inn and guns is not a room I want to be in. You are not my target. You do not have to worry... I don't have to. <laughs> um, I ain't it's gonna float over and uh, put put the put the little disc in the little drive and press the little button, get a little hologram. Hopefully, assuming it's not you know micro explosives. While uh, while one end is doing this, uh, when removes the hat at exactly two minutes and thirty five seconds in as agrees and holds it in their hands. Uh, indeed. So there is a projection on the uh, hollow projector of a opulently dressed female Weequay. Uh, and uh, she says, Hello, you have purchased the 12 steps to becoming a bounty hunter. I am your, I am your guide, Martia Onaka. I was not aware <laughs> she franchised. No... <laughs> Uh, for the listeners at home, I have no idea who this is. I just thought it was a funny joke. It is a very funny joke. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bounty, bounty hunting is a very profitable business, though it is dangerous. But with these 12 simple steps, you will uh, be in slightly less danger. Was one of this enraptured. Was one of the steps don't strap a bomb to a gas pump? The bomb-making course is, of course, a upcharge. If you are interested in purchasing, please proceed to this hollow site and purchase these additional uh, self-help guides. And then there's like a long list of different things that apparently this person can teach you. Well, Zero, I just had basic. several things explained to me. Zero, I'm going to teach you something about the galaxy. When you are on the hollow net and you see a link like this that looks iffy, don't click on it. But but she she has twelve steps that are gonna make us successful. I I I would like to be successful. Have we become bounty hunters? No. No. <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> I don't know. What are these twelve steps? I... We, we can we can review all of that later if you want. Uh, Chris, how close are we are we to Yagdul? Uh, you're not that far. We're not far from Yagdul, and I think we probably need to decide what we're doing with the extra ship, uh, as well as what our um, approach course of action should be. 
Well, one in mentioned a few days ago that us organics need to have suits while we're there. So we need to also get those for you, me, <coughs> excuse me, for you, me, and baby boy. Yes. Also, I peeked my head in the weapons room and there are two droids in there. Um, are we like carrying hostages? <laughs> no. Don't worry about that. I have plans. Uh, one in, one in. Yes. You really shouldn't follow up the sentence, don't worry about it, with I have plans. Why I guarantee you, the second one does absolutely nothing to help the first. Why do we keep adopting droids? <laughs> Gonk. I mean, I'm happy that you're here, Gonk. Um, yes, do not worry about 1N1 and 1N2. Uh, I haven't, I haven't put, uh, IG, or IA1N's, uh, consciousness in the droids yet, but yet is the, uh, is the important word. You might as well name them Thing 1 and Thing 2 at this point. That is acceptable. Um, I really know nothing about Yagdul. Yagul? Yagul? Yagragu? What is it called? Yagdul. Y-A-G apostrophe D-H-U-L. And they're the givers, right? Given. 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 Well, what are they given? They have a good given sense of humor? <laughs> Chris. Yes. I would like to... Uh, Roll for any knowledge Wynn might possess on the planet Yag Duel. Uh, make Based... a lore roll. That is a 19. Oh, good. You know uh, about as much as anybody else does about Yag Duel. <laughs> One second. I got a, I had a theme I was going to read. But <laughs> to say, if you say everybody else, there's me, who didn't even realize that the given were in the original trilogy versus Charles, who has a shit ton more. You don't need to know a lot more than that. <laughs> Isn't a lot more than that. <laughs> and 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 for our for our listeners, I'm quoting Wikipedia for this. Uh, Yagdul was a planet lo- is a planet located in the galaxy's inner rim, and is the home world of the sentient species the Given. Its environment is so harsh that their organs are sealed away from the atmosphere, so they they can survive a short while in vacuum. Yagdul is located at the intersection of two significant trade routes, uh, and it has three moons that surround it that constantly put the planet in an extreme state of uh, tidal and gravity uh, forces. Most of the uh, cities uh, on Yagdul are in sealed domes so that visitors do not die when visiting the city or visiting the planet. I did look I did look. Uh, I've been reading a little about Yagdul. There is not much, but if we land in one of the cities, they are domed to prevent us from dying. So we will have opportunities to purchase, most likely, what we need if we were to have to go out and explore the planet overall. Uh, Real quick note from the GM, whatever. Uh, Yagdul at this time is not a member of the Republic, even though they are deep in the middle of Republic space. 
Luckily, they are not a member of the Republic, uh, which means, on the one hand, uh, no cops, which is good. Uh, on the other hand, potentially more huts, which is bad. Are they friendly to outsiders? We're about to find out. Awesome. How are your math skills? Not... I mean, I used to run the cash register at work. Does that count? Possibly. Did that include logarithmic logarithmic functions? It required minimum wage functions. That did not answer my question. (laughs) I just answer any math question with three. Uh... Does that work? We are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a droid. I'm pretty sure I'm made of math. I just realized what you said. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh... Wow. <laughs> I love everybody in this room. Um, might I make a suggestion? I would suggest that we take one ship to what I... Uh, um, what I would assume is some shipyards to get better weaponry and other things for our ship. Specifically, the Squonk, not the 1N2000. That's true, we did get all that money from the hut, so we could use it to upgrade the swamp, the swamp, the Squonk. We might want to make sure the squonk is okay with anything we're going to plug into them before we do it. Yeah, otherwise, they are a droid. otherwise they might throw a fit. Reasonably so, in my opinion. That is well, fair. And uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Just I'm prefacing this next statement with "I'm sorry, Chris." Um, it might be best to separate into two groups. To accomplish our mission. <laughs> well, if you... I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, if you want one in, the, the squonk seems to love you. I'll take this ship. The one in Jaws 2000. I was actually thinking that we would split along, um, in two groups of... At least my suggestion would be have zero and... Gauze, stay with the squonk and go to the shipyards, as Gauze, you are very charismatic and should be able to haggle better to get our weaponry restored. As well as Zero, to make sure that all the mechanical aspects are established correctly. The second group, composed of me, Wynn, and Lysander, would go down to the planet and negotiate the information uh, that we require, as well as the possible uh, exchange of trade goods. We do still need to deal with those trade goods. Mm -hmm. I forgot about the trade goods. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky you. Could I request that the two probe droids accompany Gaz and myself to have uh, more numbers in case a problem should arise. I guess we'll take Gonk, too. Gonk? 
Certainly, that is amenable, 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 That is amenable to me. I'm picturing when you when you say that, God like hits you in the back of the head. Like those sparks come out of your neck. Fine. You need some adjustments on your vocabulator. I do not believe, believe, believe so. Okay, just checking. I think that's reasonable for now. Uh, of course, Gauze and Zero do not necessarily need to remain with the Squonk at all times. And once everything is squared away, uh, can rejoin us, the main group. Um, so that that seems like a reasonable enough plan to me. I trust Zero with the Squonk. <laughs> I trust yeah. Gauze with our money. I do not trust the reverse of either of those things. So this works out. Hey, just because I've never flown anything as big as the Squonk doesn't mean I can't fly. And just because I'm not even entirely sure what money is doesn't mean I can't use it. We'll be fine. We'll have Gronk with us and think one and thing two. This is going to go swimmingly. I can tell. It's just going to go great. Nothing will go wrong and it'll be perfect. I... The... The okay. rest of us will talk to the Port Authority and figure out where we can begin following up on the trail of the Squonk and Zero's mysterious origins. And then, perhaps, look into the trade goods. Although, um, I do think when we get around to that part, it may also behoove us to have Gauze present. We can, however, begin looking into that. Lysander's you... a smooth enough talker. I was about to say, baby boy is really good. He's charming, he's cute, he just has to flash his baby eyes. If you need to make him look rich, stick a cape on him, he'll be great. Are you okay with this plan, Lysander, hun? Yeah, uh, but also, I'm not a baby. No, I know you're not. <laughs> when, when, when looks over... <laughs> Oh my god. Mother's not under his breath. <laughs> when looks over at Lysander and, and kind of levels their gaze at him and says, I need you to understand, Tiny, that the people that we may be having to deal with to offload the trade goods may not be huts but are going to be no less dangerous and try to be intimidating as huts. Are you okay with potentially having me and one in's lives in your hands talking to someone who is bigger and meaner and has a lot more guns than you? Oh my god, don't scare him! Duck. Lysander <laughs> <laughs> just takes a deep breath he's like I mean I'll do what I have to do and I will try my best but I also make no promises Lysander you don't well, have I'm to convinced. do you don't have to do anything you don't want to if you just want to stay on the ship that's perfectly fine no one's going to judge you for it right when I have never judged a single person in my life it's, it's really up to you, Lysander. Also, do not worry. I will have enough guns for us all. 
Well, that's very reassuring. Thank you. I have been practicing. Do you want to? I'll, I'll help win and win. All right. You can always change your mind. So then, Wayne we nods should... approvingly, uh, as if this was their plan all along. Wayne, can I speak to you for one second, right over here? Sure. And one in, one in you as well. Come here. Certainly. She just leads him off to the side, and like Santa goes over to to Gonk, and and it's like I think you should take off your little clothes while they're Aww. doing it. <laughs> uh, so so Gonk does have arms, but Gonk's arms aren't big enough for it to be able to take a, a, the, the clothes off. Why Sandra's <laughs> helping with that? Zero <laughs> is also removing their fabulous outfit. Gaz just smiles and puts her arm around Wynn and one in and just pulls them close. Lysander is having an absolutely horrible day. I swear to God, if anything happens to him and if he's sad for a single moment, if he's harmed in any way, I will disassemble you and I will space you. And if you need to, you must give him hugs. Understood. Thank you. Gentle hugs, not I'm going to break your ribs hugs. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. No harm shall come to him. Don't worry. Pretty sure one end has enough guns for all three of us. When I need you to say the words, I will hug Lysander if he needs it. I will give Lysander something vaguely resembling a human hug if required and no other option is present. I'll take it. <laughs> Lysander, honey, you're going to have the best time. Oh, let's get Conky out of those clothes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lysander says, like, confused and looking at Gauz, like, what? <laughs> and at, uh, at that point, the uh, ship's uh, alarm goes off, indicating that you are getting close to your destination. I, I have to ask a question, because I've been staring at this on the loot list, and I just want to make sure it's not, like, haunted or anything. In the captain's cabin on the loot list, it has broken armor set. Is that yeah. just normal armor, or is it like haunted Sith armor? Or uh, it's a, it's like, it's like you know, a soldier armor that's been broken. Okay, cool. Because I was like, oh, magic armor. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So the ship's alarms fire off as the computer systems indicate that you are almost at your destination. Who is piloting the freighter? Uh. I will uh, go to my rightful seat uh, and uh, take control of the IN-2000. All right. Uh, Wen heads into the squonk and sits down at the pilot's chair, uh, opens a line of communication to one in, and says, we're going to go ahead and figure out landing procedures before I come back over to the the other ship. Understood. Alright, so one in, can you make me a pilot roll at disadvantage? Yeah. Oh! Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, oh, that's not terrible. Uh, it's an 11 and an 18. So, 11. 11, okay. So, you, the, the ship, the ships drop out of hyperspace and immediately... It's very choppy. Uh, the ship's computer systems are reading that 
uh, gravity pulls are kind of just all over the place. And you do see a the planet of Yagdul just ahead. It swirls in red, dark blue, and black. But the uh, between the ship and the ship and the planet, there is a large um, a space station that is shaped like a silver dome with lots of spires coming out of the top and uh, spy, spines uh, almost crawling around the outside of it. Uh, immediately you get a signal saying that there is a uh, flight warning that uh, it is difficult currently to reach the ship due to uh, gravity issues and that you are report you are to report to the immigration station and you're given coordinates towards that space station. And uh, for your amusement, you're also given a uh, a math problem to solve. Alrighty. Um... One in, do you want to transfer uh, control of the linked ships to the squonk? Yes, I do believe that that is a satisfactory... Uh, um, that is satisfactory to me. And I'll, I'll uh, press the button when... that does that. When, when begins the, the process of uh, switching over so that the squonk, uh, and, and thus when, with their plus seven to piloting, will uh, take more direct control of landing. And as they do so, they say, I got nothing on the math thing. I was a history major. Uh, I'm going to uh, try and solve the math problem. Uh, that's it. My- Genius level intellect. Uh, of course. Of a plus zero to int. <laughs> you can make an intelligence roll. Yeah. Uh, eighteen. Ah, uh, you you successfully uh, answer the question. The answer, surprisingly, is three. <laughs> um, at, I at- knew it. Um, as you get close to the uh, sp- uh, space station, the doors open up and it reveals a massive shipyard where there are lots of different ships uh, parked. Uh, the uh, the squonk immediately turns red. Um, uh, when you notice that uh, weapon systems are activating. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, no, no, not an enemy, not an enemy. Gaz is just coming in to, to, you know, get ready to take over on this side. And she's just looking at everything. What'd you say to it? Squonk, honey. It's okay. We're all having a rough day. And she's just, like, rubbing the dashboard. You're fine. When when leans forward and says very quickly, Squonk, mission in jeopardy if violence at this moment. Request not doing that. Uh, make a persuasion roll at advantage. Twenty-one. Uh, the ship deactivates the weapon systems, um, and uh, it 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 seemed to have started to target a particular ship that is parked. And you see that there is a Republic long beam that is currently parked on one of the shipyards. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. What's the Republic doing here? I don't know. They might be negotiating. Oh, God. Okay. I thought the Republic wasn't going to be here. 
This isn't part of Republic. Maybe they're just refueling. This On is a very animals? popular... This is connected to a very popular trade route, so that is not out of the picture. Well, everyone just be cool, be chill. Maybe the Republic came here to learn math. Maybe. Well, everybody, that is our show for this week. Turns out Yagdul is a pretty popular place. Tune in next week to find out what will happen and what other mischief our heroes will get into. Thank you so much once again for listening to this edition of For Light and Dice. Again, the music provided by this show is by Gruskov. You can follow them on Twitter and all of their social media. Most importantly, their music can be found pretty much on any music platform uh, that does streaming. You can purchase their music outright. I strongly recommend it. I absolutely love their music. They have taken time to create music based on the High Republic novels and then some. They have a lot of extra music projects coming out that's also equally awesome. If you would like to follow us on social media for right now, we're just on Twitter, at For Light and Dice. Please follow us there. Uh, we would appreciate the follows. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We like reviews. And also, tell your friends about us. Last but certainly not least, may the force be with you.